Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cats on Film Pod. I'm Ray Island here with my co-host, Skipper. Thank you for joining us every Tuesday as we review cats and film. You can support us at pod.fan slash cats on film pod. Spoilers ahead. This week, we're reviewing Break Into Electric Boogaloo. The 1984 sequel to Breakin' has even more poppin' and lockin' and boogalooin' than the original. Plus awesome musical performances by Ice-T and Firefox and Ollie and Jerry and so many more cool musicians. I really love this movie. Let's recap. A fluffy white kitty who goes unnamed lives in a big white mansion with a couple of rich white people and a little blonde terrier. The rich couple's daughter, Kelly, is the token white girl of these dance movies. Kelly is a classically trained dancer. In the first break-in, she meets breakdancers Ozone and Turbo, who are Afro-Latino and African-American, respectively. The skinny white girl falls in love with their hip-hop style and learns to breakdance as best she can. Then she incorporates some of the moves she picked up from the breakdancers in her modern Broadway-type performances. Skipper, the backstory is important because in Breakin' 2, Kelly brings Ozone and Turbo to her rich parents' mansion where they meet the fluffy white kitty. Yes, but the kitty doesn't seem to like it when Turbo meows at him. Here's the clip. So what did he say, Skipper? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good joke, but I can see why the kitty would walk away from a stranger saying that. Anyways, Kelly's parents, the Bennetts, are hosting a not-quite-formal dinner in a small dining room in their mansion. There's some gag about Turbo getting a big helping of soup that I don't quite get. It feels like a demonstration of how the Bennetts are looking down their racist noses at Turbo, but I don't get the exact references the filmmakers are making with the red seafood soup. I don't know. It was the 80s. I was barely cognizant back then. Anyways, Turbo doesn't like the soup, but is too polite to criticize it. However, all the white people are volubly praising it while Turbo looks for a way to discreetly dispose of the squid tentacles that he definitely does not want to eat. Which is when the kitty returns to save the day. Yeah, Turbo gives a subtle head nod and the kitty pads right on over to his stylish boots. Turbo surreptitiously lowers a napkin of tentacles below the table and the kitty eagerly chomps into him. Squid flavor is very different from your favorite fish, salmon, but still tasty. But I've never been able to eat squid tentacles myself. Ugh, they're so rubbery. Back to break in two, the kitty makes off with their chewy snack without anyone else noticing. We don't get a chance to see the cat again before Mr. Bennett offends Turbo and Ozone so much that they leave. Yes, the kitty is briefly mentioned later on when Kelly is apologizing to Turbo for her dad's bad behavior. Sorry about the other night. I should have known better. Parents live in the world all their own. Mm, that's okay. Kind of like your cat. They're a good kitty, but they are typecast. Fluffy white kitties are the only ones who get to live in nice houses and movies. <coughs> Skipper, how do you rate the fluffy kitty and break into electric boogaloo? <coughs> Three out of four paws for break into. The one kitty is treated well and shows proper feline traits, but the colorist typecasting is problematic. Cats on Film Pod is voiced and produced by Ray Island with music by The Dose Man and additional sounds from freesound.org. Follow us online at Cats on Film Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Podfan. Cats on Film Pod!